Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Creative Elixir podcast. I'm your host, Rose Stardust, and I'm here to inspire you to get creative, to step into your power, and to be you. Today, we're going to talk about manifestation. So it is the first in the series that I talked about last week and how to manifest your dreams. I know this whole thing has become a little cliched in the last um, little while, especially with the trendiness of magic and witchcraft and rituals. I think a lot of the meaning has been hollowed out from a lot of these things. The second thing I wanted to talk about is how one doesn't have to be spiritual or scientifically minded. One can be both. I consider myself both. I believe in science. I believe that everything can be explained by science. I do believe that we don't comprehend um, everything outside of us. We are kind of like ants in comparison to how big and complex the universe is. So what we might conceive or uh, perceive as magic, what we might perceive as um, supernatural might not necessarily be one of those things. That doesn't mean that we need to take the magic out of everything either. There's definitely a middle ground between being absolutely, completely scientifically minded and rejecting anything that we can't comprehend or understand. And the other side of that spectrum, the other end of that spectrum, where you only believe in uh, religious doctrine and you reject all scientific facts. There's somewhere in the middle and I'm in the middle and I know a lot of people are in the middle somewhere because believing in magic, believing in something that is not held, seen, known, is exciting and it can allow for surprises and hope and um, it can allow you to dream. I'm not trying to sell you snake oil and I don't think you should buy snake oil unless that's exactly what you want. (laughs) I believe um, and I know, I guess, not just believe that there's a fun place in the middle of being scientifically minded and believing in magic. And maybe you can meet me there and we can talk about how we can manifest things without falling too much into the cliches. I have considered myself um, somewhat of a witch since I was a young kid, (laughs) but I'm not Wiccan and I don't follow any kind of doctrine. I don't necessarily do any kind of rituals other than like, oh, I have a crystal grid and I like to make wishes and blow out candles, the usual stuff that everybody does. Um, And I do like to set intentions and I do like to be very specific about some of the things that I want because I know the power of setting intentions and putting ritual into my daily life because I've seen it in action and it works. Manifestation is wanting something seemingly impossible or currently unattainable to happen to you or in your life, and that thing to come true within a period of time. You may not think that you have manifested anything, but I assure you that you have, we all have, anything like just setting any kind of little goal or any kind of big goal and then going ahead and making that happen is a form of manifestation. Another form of manifestation we don't really consider is uh, creativity. 
is art. Taking nothing and making something out of it. It's but you know it's not necessarily nothing because you're using crayons or watercolors or clay. Um, maybe you're making a film with actors and people, but you're taking an idea, putting pieces together, and making something that didn't exist before. That is essentially it's making. It's not, you know, it's not necessarily just like praying or making a wish and waiting for it to happen. I think a lot of people, first of all, have a hard time dreaming and knowing what they really want. That was certainly my problem. Not necessarily a problem, but now on the other side of having figured out what I am doing and how to get there. Let me reiterate, I haven't gotten there yet, but I am quite aware of the steps I'm taking and I'm quite aware of what has happened for me and to me and uh, what I've made happen in my life so that I can reach my destination. These are all parts of manifesting. They don't happen right away, but you do have to have a destination in mind. And that is where a lot of people falter because before you can even imagine or dream, often you will stop yourself. I've talked to many people and I hear one of these things um, when I ask people, If money were no object, how would you be spending your days? Often, before even people can get started on telling me how they would spend their days, they find excuses or reasons why it cannot be done. Because this is the story they've been telling themselves for years. And this is what redeems their current state in life. It just makes it okay that they haven't moved in the right direction because they have all these reasons, because they have all these excuses. And it's really sad that we hold ourselves back from even taking tiny steps to go somewhere. Like if you want to go from here to the grocery store and you don't have a car or you can't take the bus, you're going to have to walk, right? If you can't teleport, you're going to have to walk, right? You're going to have to put one foot in front of the other and get there. Yet this seems incredibly impossible. Something so simple. So at first, if you want to manifest, you need to gain some clarity. You need to stop coming up with excuses and allow yourself to dream. In my case, I found journaling or just writing things down to be a fantastic way to get things out of my head and into the world. Throughout the series, We're going to talk about why we're finding these excuses and how to overcome these self-limiting beliefs that we have become so accustomed with. But these are the next steps. Most of these steps are going to be fun, but there's a couple of the steps that you really, really have to do that are bit uh, more painful. They're reflective. All of them are kind of self-reflective, obviously, because the work you do is um, inner work. Yet, um, this first bit is going to be a bit of soul and mind mapping. I was going to say brainstorming, but it's not really brainstorming because we're not just going to like dump everything onto a piece of paper. We're going to think about what we really get pleasure from. 
to get some clarity. So even clarity in itself is going to take some steps to really get to. And yet it is important to get out what we have in our head onto the paper so that we can think about what it is that um, we want to manifest. So I've heard a lot of different theories about how if you want to manifest something, you have to have a really specific goal. But if you've never even (laughs) figured what your goal is, that's really a hard order of business. So I decided to do this because I want to help people um, really get through the first more difficult stages of figuring out what it is. I want to tell you a little bit of a story about myself, which I've been doing a lot, I know. But um, what I knew years ago and what I knew even as a kid was that I had to do something creative. I think I mentioned this last episode. I wanted to do something creative. I could never quite see myself being anything other than an artist. But what was I told as a kid by people I know and love and that are, um, you know, that have good intentions was that um, the myth about the starving artist, right? I was told that I would die poor if I became an artist. I would not be able to make a good living. I was constantly told that I should become an engineer or a doctor or, you know, something that I would think to be boring, honestly. I'm sorry if any of you are accountants and enjoy it. Um, That is like the worst thing I can think of being is being a bookkeeper or an accountant. I hate doing that stuff more than anything in the world. Uh, So one of my manifestation goals is to have a bookkeeper so I don't have to do it. So um, I knew that was my goal. And... I honestly didn't know how to make it happen. I honestly didn't know what the end goal was. I was told that I would be, you know, poor if I became an artist. I was told by an art teacher that I wasn't good enough to go to art school. I was um, living in a society that valued um, scientific type of jobs over everything. But in the meantime... There were so many jobless engineers because it's a very young population where I come from and so much competition. Everybody goes to university, everybody gets degrees, and um, only about like 40% of those people can get jobs. At least it used to be that way. Uh, Don't quote me on it. Stats might be off. I'm just kind of rattling off what I remember. This was 20 years ago when I was 18. And considering, okay, what do I want to do with my life? So I had a wonderful person in my life, the headmaster of the boarding school I went to. There is more to be unpacked in that little snippet there. But let's just say that I went to a boarding school that was quite reminiscent to uh, me and possibly to you would be, if you saw what it looks like, to Hogwarts. Um, no infringement intended there. I absolutely loved that whole experience. I had a full scholarship to go to that school. Um, my parents were not wealthy. It was a full opportunity. And that whole opportunity was a manifestation in itself. I really wanted to get away from my home. I really wanted to go to a good school. But I was not a normal, academically um, ambitious child. Like, I was really good at school. I always got A pluses in elementary school in everything. I was one of the first people to read in my class and all of that. That being said, I hated, like, studying for exams. I hated sitting and um, solving all these multiple choice questions. 
it was a whole different again the young population um, meant that if you wanted to go to a good school for secondary school you had to come compete with all the other students so you had to have um, a high grade as well as you had to pass these exams and perform really well in them and then you would be accepted to secondary school anyways it's all boring stuff really but i kept thinking oh my god there's something else out there this is not what i'm meant to do i don't want to be a part of the machine i don't want to be someone who just like becomes a cog right and i kept dreaming and then one day my parents got a package in the mail that was inviting me to enter the these exams, like these tests that were for a new school that was going to open for gifted kids. And they were like, we didn't apply to anything. What is this? Like, where did it come from? It. We had no idea why this package had come to our house. And my parents were actually kind of suspicious. So they did a little bit of digging. They called my school. And it turns out that the school that was a part of a foundation by um, one of the first engineers in turkey so he's a famous guy um and you can look it up as s t f a um and in turkey it is the company the engineering company that builds bridges and you know they're big and the guys that founded it one of them he wanted to open a school in the name of his late wife, which was her wish all her life for gifted kids who couldn't afford to go to private school. And how the selection process went, like how I even received this package, was they went to schools, like they sent packages to elementary schools, public elementary schools around the country, and they asked the principals there to ask the teachers to submit the names of a couple of kids from their class that they thought might be gifted and that they thought might not be able to have the financial ability to go get a private ed education. And my teacher unbeknownst to me uh thought i was gifted because i had written these stories and like these you know when you go back to school after summer holidays your teacher will ask you to write like what you did for the summer vacations um or holidays and um i had written this little memoir of how we went to the Mediterranean and my dad drove us around. And I guess he thought that it was well beyond my age. I didn't think so. I was just writing whatever I was seeing, but I guess I used metaphors and similes and stuff that like young between you and me, I still think there was a clerical error or something that I got accepted at all. Anyway, I, was shocked to receive this package that prom that had like paintings of this school that didn't exist yet we would be if we were selected there was going to be 30 first students and um, there were going to be all these tests to enter and it was seven years long and it was an assemble which was 10 hours away from my home um 10 hours drive, lots of mountains. So it's like a 45 minute plane ride. I found out about it and then everything really kind of happened fast. My parents talked to the school. They were like, okay, it's kind of legitimate. Um, do you want to enter the tests? And I said, yes, yes, yes. I want to enter the tests. And I went into one test. It was what I later learned was an IQ test. So it was like two different 
tests that had just like shapes and things that I had never seen before. It wasn't knowledge based. It was just like you were picking things that went in the series or I was like, what would complete this? Or like, what is different? And but mostly it was all visual stuff. And it was two steps. And there was this girl sitting next to me during the um during those two initial stages. And when we went out afterwards, um my mom asked, How did it go? And her mom asked, How did it go? They were talking. Um, and she was like, to my mom, she's turned and she said, your daughter didn't do so well. She left a couple of things unanswered. I saw, I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I had left, like they had told us that we needed to answer each question, but there were about two of them that I was unsure of. So I didn't answer, but this is out of like 180 questions. Anyways, I had no idea that I had done well or not. Come like two weeks later, not even a week later, maybe we got a phone call saying um, I could go on to the next stage. At this stage, like we were just, I was just seeing if I could do this, what it was. I was 11 years old, um, but I could see that this would be a huge opportunity. A private education like this might cost like $100,000 a year. It's nothing to be nothing to just like give up because you're afraid to leave home. And I wasn't afraid to leave home. The second stage was, what was it? I think it was like a psychological assessment. We went and saw a psychologist and they did like the little things with the cubes and the Rorschach and asked me a bunch of questions about what I would do in certain situations and asked me math questions I never considered myself good at math, but these were actually, more, I guess, logic slash math questions. And some of them were, you know, the thing where they ask you to repeat numbers, like they give you a series of numbers where you repeat them first one way and then they tell you to repeat them backwards, etc. Anyways, I don't know. Honestly, all throughout this, again, I didn't think I was doing well. I didn't understand what was going on. I was like, I'm just answering what they're asking me. And I don't know if I'm answering them right or wrong. So the next stage was like a creativity test. They gave us shapes and we had to complete them like on a page. Without boring you, the last stage was going to the school where it wasn't really built yet, the actual campus. So we would... If we were selected, we would live in this like three-story house, 30 of us, and it's like a reality show. Um, and our teachers lived in the building next door. And it seems like such a utopic dream to me. I was like, I need to go here. So that week I was so charming. <laughs> or at least I didn't. Again, I didn't try to be, but I was myself and I was so in my element. Um, I didn't want to leave at the end of the week, the camp week. And that week was to see that if we could be away from our parents, if we could adjust to this new type of living. I know this is getting long-winded. I got accepted. I was selected out of like thousands of kids as the 30, one of the 32 that got to attend the school as its um, first students. It was amazing. And it was an opportunity that seemingly came out of nowhere. It was pure magic. I wanted to leave home. I didn't want to live with my parents. Um, I don't want to get into the details. There are reasons for this, very legitimate reasons. But I wanted to also live in a different country. But this was just a first step in what would become the rest of my life. Nobody believed that I could do any of the things I have done so far. I'm not even near where I'm going to be. But these steps had to be taken. So these little things, big things, 
that school, some people say I was lucky. Yeah, I was lucky. But I also was a brave little girl. I didn't mind leaving my mom. I didn't mind living 10 hours from home. I didn't hold back when I was writing a story. I created my own opportunities without even knowing. And that was incredibly magical. The next thing I manifested was coming to Canada. I came for university and everybody was like, you're not a good enough student. Honestly, like in the school of gifted kid, I, kids, I was one of the worst students. I may have been smart, but that didn't mean that I was academically competitive. I still am not that kind of person. I'm not trying to badmouth anyone. Um, I love my friends. But a lot of them were very competitive people, and I'm just not like that. I always thought and still do that there's a different kind of life one can live. It doesn't have to involve having a career that you have to slave over for 30 years. It doesn't have to involve having children. Just, you know, it doesn't have to involve the normal linear life that uh, Western society or even Eastern societies, I guess, have come to accept. So that was my initial story of manifesting. And it snowballed into everything else that became my life. Now, I live in a place Honestly, just before I started recording this podcast, I came back from work and I put on my swimsuit and I walked about one minute to the beach, which is this beautiful beach. And I jumped into the water and swam. My boyfriend played guitar and then I got out, came home and record, started recording the podcast. I'm not telling you a bunch of the things that are not idyllic. But is it a life worth living? Heck yeah. Is it a life that is completely fulfilling even without all the things that I am still manifesting? Heck yeah. And this podcast actually is one of those steps that I've been wanting to take to build my future. And you are now as part of this audience, as a part of um, you are a part of this experiment, so to speak, of me manifesting my dreams while helping you manifest yours. Have I been rambling a little bit? I'm sorry if I have. I know this is a little longer than what we did last time, but I just wanted you to see that I'm not like just making stuff up. I have made things happen in my life that seemed impossible. So manifestation is getting what you want out of life but first you have to decide what you want you have to dare to dream you have to set some goals and the hardest thing is that you have to believe that's the hardest thing once you believe things start happening 100 percent, and you're going to see this and you're going to be um amazed what by what's going to start coming into your life, what kind of opportunities you noticed once you stop, start believing. Because once you start believing, you start doing things that are in the direction of your dreams. So step one, we have to figure out what it is that you need to be doing to feel fulfilled what is your journey going to look like? Because let's say you your goal is to be a millionaire. If your journey to be that millionaire is a horrible life that you're going to be stuck doing something you don't want to be doing, it's not worth it. That's not something that you want to manifest. I'm here to show you the right way of living a happy, fulfilling life and going towards your dreams at the same time, not like putting everything off until you get to your million dollars or your um, beach house or to your Maserati. Like really, you need to be enjoying what you're doing because those are just things. So 
is thinking about what we really want, but leaving the door a little bit ajar so that your path can differ and change and you can pivot to find your groove so you're enjoying your journey as you are manifesting things at the same time is the ideal way to do this. And to do this, um, as I said, there's going to be some steps and throughout the next few episodes, we're going to talk about what these steps are. The first step is gaining some clarity if you already don't know what it is that you want. Seriously, I thought I wanted things and I reached those things and I realized those were just steps. Those were just things that I needed to do to get to the actual thing. (laughs) It sounds like a cop-out maybe. But have you ever like wanted to really see a movie? You went to the movie theater you started watching the movie and you're like, oh my goodness, like what is happening right now? I wish I could leave. Do you sit there and watch the whole movie or do you leave? I've sat and watched the whole movie a couple of times. And honestly, like my initial, like in the first 30 minutes or so, if I decided it was a horrible movie, I've wasted two hours of my life. I went to see the Blair Witch Project when I was like 18. I walked out in like 20 minutes. I was like, this is such BS and I'm getting motion sickness. So I'm going to leave. I have never watched the rest of it. I love horror movies. Uh, If they're well done, not all horror movies. I've been involved in the making of some little movies and TV shows myself And um, Blair Witch Project was not something I picked up again. I still to this day know that I'm not going to like it. (laughs) Uh, So it's okay to change what you're doing to not waste any more of your time or when you get what you need from something to move on to the next thing. It's, It's one life. Like you got one life. You got one experience. If you spend 20 years doing something, even when you know that it's not what you're supposed to be doing, it's on you. Nobody's going to give you that time back and nobody's going to give you a medal. Like, you know, where people, when people work somewhere place for 30 years and they get a pin, (laughs) you have given us 30 years of your life sitting in a cubicle and hating every minute of it. Here's a pin to commemorate. Do you really want to live your life like that? I don't. And I always knew I didn't want to. And if you've been living your life like that, it is high time that you started taking small steps towards what you really want. So you're going to set some goals. You're going to take steps in the right direction. You're going to be open to opportunities. And you're going to have it's happening for me, not to me attitude. These are the things we need to change to gain clarity and clarity will keep happening. It's not like you're going to gain clarity and everything's going to be clear forever. As I said, things change. Things are not simple all the time, but that doesn't mean they can't be enjoyable most of the time. Most of us, I think, in this world are waking up to a new reality where we see through the internet, through Instagram, that people can live quite satisfactory, comfortable, fulfilling lives, doing what they love. And you don't have to be a millionaire to be happy. You can be if you want to. If that's what you want, you can definitely become a millionaire. It's not beyond the realm of the impossible, but you don't have to be. You can live a comfortable, happy life, have a home, have children, um, be satisfied with what you're doing, help other people possibly. And be doing what you love. Anyway, circling back to like doing what you love. A lot of people like feel blocked by our own lives. So we think, okay, I got a mortgage. Okay, I've got these things that I have to do. I can't, um, you know, take care of my elderly parents. I can't do this. I can't do that. But we've all heard stories of people climbing Mount Everest with one leg. I mean, I never want to 
climb Mount Everest. It's not my kind of jam thing. But if people can do it with one leg, because they really, really want to, you can certainly do something you love and make money at the same time. The biggest obstacle in our ways is our own limiting beliefs, because we stop ourselves before we even start dreaming. So if money were no object, how would you spend your days Just write it down. Stop finding excuses. Get that journal out that we talked about last week. I hope you got something ready because we're going to start using it. So you're going to write a page of what would you do? What would your day look like? Can you dream? Can you allow yourself to dream? Does it involve having a nanny for your kids? Does it involve um, spending two hours at the beach? Does it involve laughing full-heartedly? Does it involve um, painting? Just write it down. It's okay. Does it involve getting a personal trainer? Hell yeah. Do it. Write that stuff down. This is your life. This is your dream. Nobody else has to read it. This is an exercise to figure out what it is that we can do or you can do. What it is that you prioritize other uh, over other things? Like, is it your family? Like, do you need to spend more time with your family, your kids? Do you want to be able to travel and visit people or see historical places that you've never been to before? Write it down. Like, how do you want to live your life? Another little story is being interjected here. So uh, I had a friend in Ontario. This is way before I figured out my own stuff. Um, She wanted to travel and write a travel blog. And that's what she wanted to do. And first of all, it took us like an hour to get to this conclusion. I was like, if money were no object, what would you do? What would you do? She was like, I can't do it. It's travel. It's to write about travel. I was like, how could you do that? Like, what kind of job could you get that would put you on the right path to doing that? And we were, we came to the conclusion that she could be a travel agent, right? Because then she would be able to travel perhaps for much cheaper. And she was like, I have no experience. I can't be a travel agent. Um, And I made her apply for a job. We looked through the um, classifieds or we looked online and we found a travel company or travel agency. And I made her apply. And I don't know if she still works there, but she has traveled the world, this girl. And um, they trained her. She didn't need to have the experience. I mean, how do you get experience? You By doing it, right? She didn't need it. They trained her and she became a really good travel agent. She came to travel all around. And I'm not taking credit for it, but that's how you do it. You need to do things that are going to get you there, even if they seem impossible at first. It is not. Um, It is not impossible. There is one step in front of the other, one foot in front of the other. It's not an easy thing. It's not a one day thing. You will have to rewire your own brain. But it's going to change the way you perceive your own obstacles and how much you enjoy your life. Because Really, the worst part of living a life you despise or feel trapped in is not seeing the end of the the light at the end of the tunnel. When you start realizing you're moving in the right direction, even if you're cleaning toilets for a living, you know you're going to get out one day. It's like, you know, you're doing it so you can buy this piece of equipment that'll allow you to create your Um, YouTube channel and then you can start getting an audience and you can start building this I don't know 
whatever it is that you dream of doing. But everything starts seeming more hopeful. Everything starts seeming like, okay, this is good. I can do this to reach the next step. Then your struggle, the struggle, gains meaning if there's a goal in sight. All right. So some more tangible notes on manifesting. Rule number one. Do not try and manifest selfish things that involve other people changing. You can only change yourself. You can't change anybody else. You can only do stuff yourself. You can't make others do stuff. I mean, you can ask for things and you can be surprised by other people's generosity. I'm not discounting that at all. But if you're trying to manifest, it really helps if you um, choose something that's not super like selfish, like, "Mm, I want to have this person's house and I want them to fail. And I want that person to break their leg. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, that's not the, (laughs) those are horrible examples. But anyways, be thinking of things that are going to feel meaningful, give you a purpose, because those are the things that are going to um, feel good at the end and not empty when you get to them. Now try to think in terms of the be careful what you wish for. Do you remember that movie, The Craft? like that like be careful what you wish for construct your goals and your dreams accordingly and try and manifest things with that in mind so good examples of goals or steps to get to your goals that can't really hurt are things like I want to get fit and healthy so I can be active with my spouse when we get old. I want to make $8,000 a month because I want to have a house where um, we can raise our family. Or I want to uh, paint full time because I love painting. <laughs> I want to um, build an audience. Like these can be steps into whatever you're trying to manifest. And none of that is going to hurt your goals. So we need to discover what our desires are and what is right for us. And um, this Now for this next part, on the next page of your journal, after you have written down what it is that you would do with your time if money were no object, is to do a mind and soul map. You don't have to think too, too much. Write words and phrases. You can make like clouds or circles around them or whatever, and you can take as many pages as you like. There's no real rules. But I want you to write down things um, you love, um, things that are priorities to you. Like, I don't have children, but I know a lot of people do. So are your children a priority to you? Write that down. Um, Is art a priority to you or something you love? Write it down. Um, Are fancy shoes of priority to you write it down just like write all the things that you love to do with your time but short form and then I want you to sprinkle or on the next page write all the things that um you are good at okay like what are your skills like what can you do that you are good at 
that maybe you're excellent at? Or is it a bunch of different things? Maybe we can find, like, you can be a singing chef. I don't know. Um, and the other part of this is write down what makes you money. Like, is it graphic design? Is it um, music? Is it, um, like, these amazing cookies you make? Just write it down. This is... Don't think too much about it. Write all of it down. Write, 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 write. You're going to have like three pages full of stuff. And then once you're done and you can't find anything else to write, you're going to go and to all the things that you love, I want you to put a heart. To all the things that you are good at, I want you to put a star. Some of these are going to be the same things. Surprise. And to all the things that you can make money with, I want you to do a little dollar sign. Um, if you've done it well, <laughs> at the end of it, you're going to find a few things that are going to have a heart, a star, and a dollar sign. And these are the things that we are going to work with continuing at, at least to give us an idea of, or some clarity of what it is that would feel fulfilling to us. Like, is it important to you to help people and you are really good at singing and you can make money with... Um, <sighs> <laughs> helping singing and um, you can make money writing songs these are all related things right like so we can then maybe find something that we can manifest a life that can put all these things together does that make sense does that seem like really weird but I did this before and it was super helpful essentially we're trying to make a Venn diagram you can even do this with a Venn diagram I guess just make three circles um that are crossing sections um and then write what you love what you're good at and what you can make money with and find where those intersect find things that you can love you can make money with and what you are good at. You may not yet have the skill set or the financial means or the time or freedom, whatever, to make these things happen yet. But that's the journey. You are capable of gaining experience, skill, and getting there slowly. I'm on my journey. I've been gaining skills. It's been looking like I've been doing a lot of different things, but I can paint. I can sculpt. I'm a graphic designer. I can teach people. I'm a good trainer. I'm a good people person. I love motivating people. These all are coming together to become something that I have dreamt of. If 10 years ago I said, I want to start a creative retreat, but I can't paint and I can't do this, and I've never had experience training people, I wouldn't have been able to do it. It takes time to gain those skills. But knowing that you're gaining those skills to make your own dreams come true and not like just making someone else's dreams come true is where it's at. So next episode, we're going to talk about the one of the most important but slightly painful steps of getting over some of these self-limiting beliefs and looking at ourselves um, and finding our own weaknesses, our own strengths, and um, finding forgiveness where we didn't maybe think we needed it. I will be uh, coming back to you next week. Thank you so much for listening for this to this long-winded episode. <laughs> um, I loved talking at you. I'm hoping there were a few people listening and gaining something from this 
I hope, I hope it helps some of you get some clarity and hope that there is, um, I mean, I hope you have some hope <laughs> that there's more to this life than just working, going to sleep and doing things that you don't want to do. There is a happy medium of um, all that. Like you don't have to go from zero to hero, but it feels so good to be on the right journey. So thanks again for joining me today. Um, I hope you have a wonderful week. And until next time, stay safe and stay happy and stay hopeful, my friends. Good night or have a good day, I guess. <laughs> Bye. little reminder everyone to follow us on instagram at the creative elixir and uh, you can find me my personal instagram at brujeria underscore studios all in the show notes including the wonderful intro and outro song this time by dresden the flamingos and um, the song is called ladybug hop and is properly licensed through Soundstripe. Thanks again. Goodbye.